This is episode 325 of the AWS podcast, released on July 28, 2019. Podcast confirmed. Welcome to the official AWS podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the AWS podcast. Simon Alicia here with you. Great to have you back. Recently, it was the 50th anniversary of the Apollo 11 landing on the moon, which was a pretty significant technological event. And as with such things, it tends to uh, make you cast your eyes to the sky, but then see what you have available to you on the ground as well. And I thought, well, this might be an opportune time to have a bit of a look at a service called AWS Ground Station. Now, this allows you to easily control satellites and ingest data with a fully managed ground station as a service. And one of the reasons why I want to talk about this is that there is probably the coolest CLI commands ever, (laughs) but we'll get to that later. So firstly, what's AWS Ground Station? Well, it's a fully managed service that lets you control satellite communications, process data and scale your operations without having to worry about building or managing your own ground station infrastructure. Now, satellites are used for a wide variety of use cases, way more than you may suspect. Now, obviously, it's used for things like weather forecasting, surface imaging, communications and video broadcasts. And ground stations are actually the core of global satellite networks because you may have the satellites up in the sky, which is not easy to do, but they've got to talk to something on the ground. Now, these ground stations are the facilities that provide those communications between the ground and the satellites in space. Now, today, you either have to build your own or obtain long-term contracts with the ground station providers. Often you have to do this in multiple countries because you need enough opportunities to contact the satellites as they orbit the globes because uh, non-geostationary satellites move around, (laughs) which makes it kind of tricky. And then once you have all the data that you're collecting off your satellite, you need servers, storage and networking close to the antennas to process, store and transport the data from those satellites. Uh, What you might call undifferentiated heavy lifting of interacting with a satellite. So what does AWS Ground Station do? Well, it actually gives you direct access to AWS services and the AWS global infrastructure, including low latency global fiber network located where your data is downlinked into the AWS Ground Station. So what this means is you can easily control satellite communications. You can quickly ingest and process your satellite data and rapidly integrate that data with your applications and other services running in the AWS cloud. So super simple example, you can use S3 to store the downloaded data, You can use uh, Amazon Kinesis data streams for managing data ingested from the satellites. You can use Amazon SageMaker for building a custom machine learning application to apply to your data sets. Really lots and lots of options and we'll we'll play with some of those uh, shortly. The other nice thing is it can help you save up to 80% on the cost of your ground station operations by allowing you to pay only for the actual antenna time that you use. And you rely on our global footprint of ground stations to download data when and where you need it. So instead of building and operating your own global ground station infrastructure, you just use ours. There's no long-term commitments and you gain the ability to rapidly scale your satellite communications on demand when your business needs it. So how does it work? Well, basically what you need to do is firstly onboard and register the satellites that you have access to. Now, there's a defined process for this. This is not the case. You can just kind of point any satellite you want and just use it. You provide some credentials around that to the ground station team and they will validate that this is a valid uh, ability to access that particular satellite and provide that capability. But once it's there, then inside your console, you'll be able to command control and downlink data from those satellites you have access to. And that's where it gets fun. because you can issue a whole lot of really cool commands to register, access, and use your satellites. So if, for example, you've ever wanted to go to the uh, AWS 
command line and say, AWS Ground Station list satellites. You can. Uh, you can also issue other cool commands like create mission profile and all these other kinds of fancy things. So uh, if you've ever wanted to do that sort of stuff, <laughs> this is the place to do it. You can live your own Apollo mission to some extent. But what is really exciting about this is once you have the data coming down into the ground station, what you can do with it. Now, I will point out that the, the movement of data from space into the ground is, again, one of those non-trivial activities, uh, clearly in the class of how hard could it be? And the answer is pretty, pretty hard. And one of the uh, great blog posts Jeff Barr has done talks through the process of how you connect and the protocols used to download it. One of the approaches used is to host on an EC2 instance something called Kratos Data Defender, which is a lossless UDP transport mechanism. And this allows you to bring data down very, very quickly and very reliably. Data Defender then makes the incoming data stream available on a Unix domain socket, so port 55892. And then your code does the stuff that needs to happen with that data once it comes down there. The nice thing is, is all this can be set up using a very simple uh, template that builds out of the console the, which is the AWS Ground Station console. Now, once the data comes down, that's where the fun actually starts because often the challenge of processing data from ground stations in general and satellites in particular is that you need to take large amounts of data and process it very, very quickly. And typically it's very bursty types of workloads. You make contact with the satellite, you get the data, you process it. And then depending on the type of data, it may have relevance for the long period of time. So you want to store it and reprocess it many, many times. Or it may only be useful for a very short period of time. You can think about using it for emergency services type stuff. It's only really relevant at the time you're using it. So having the option to process data very, very quickly becomes very appealing. One of the most obvious approaches is to take the data and send it through Amazon Kinesis data streams for real-time processing and then store it into Amazon S3 for long-term analysis. What this means is you can do the real-time processing and the later-on processing. In pretty much most cases, you're going to want to keep the data you've collected from your particular satellite or satellite observation for a long period of time. So S3 and S3 Glacier are great places for that. However, there are many times where you're going to want to infer information directly from the data stream as soon as you get it. And that's where using something like Amazon Kinesis Data Streams comes into play. So what else do you need to know? Well, firstly, this service supports most common satellites and communication frequencies. So you can connect with any satellite in low Earth orbit and medium Earth orbit operating in X-band and S-band frequencies. This includes S-band uplink and downlink, X-band narrowband and wideband downlink. It is a pay per minute pricing model and there are multiple locations that you can connect to. At the moment, AWS Grand Station is available in US West 2 Oregon and US East 2 Ohio, and more regions are coming soon this year, so stay tuned. And of course, you can use Grand Stations in different regions from where you may be located. So often you may be on one side of the, the, the world, maybe here in Australia, but you may be wanting to connect to satellites that are orbiting the Earth in the other side of the world. What this network of ground stations allows you to do is to connect to the satellites where and as you need them versus having to only have very small windows of time where you can use it. So what kind of use cases does this actually fit in? Surely there's the, uh, there's the techno geek, I just want to command satellites use case, and that is a valid use case that I strongly <laughs> subscribe to. But there is a lot more you can actually do with this. So how does this fit in? Well, firstly, obviously, weather prediction is an increasingly important component of our world. And you can downlink all that weather data from all over the world and apply many, many different patterns and data analytics to it using very, very high performance compute. 
So this can be used to help ships, airplanes, trucks and people increase their awareness of inclement weather in the area and then safely and efficiently avoid dangerous situations. What's important here is because you can access these satellites on demand, you may choose to not be accessing them most of the time for argument's sake because the weather is quite stable. But when you know an event is impending and you want a closer, almost near real-time uh, ability to process and respond to those events, you can book in the time and on demand get access to that ground station. Other use cases include surveying uh, agricultural locations and looking for erosion and other activities. There's also disaster response, which is a really popular one where uh, something has happened in a short period of time where we need to get visibility over that location or get access to it. And of course, another great use case is researchers, researchers who need access to satellites for periods of time, maybe a long-term ongoing study basis or for short-term analysis and research. Really, the options are endless. One of the things I've noticed with this particular service is people who are used to operating satellites and working with satellites get very excited because it really gives a whole new dimension to how easily they can use that data and access that data. And even if they have an existing network of ground stations, this is an ability to enhance that network and have even greater coverage, which means they can have more data more frequently. And of course, the ability to take that data and process it very, very quickly becomes really, really important. And one of the other nice things is that if you're familiar with using AWS, you can use this data very, very easily because the EC2 instances that communicate with the satellite also are available to you via an ENI in your VPC, which means you can access the data and use it very, very quickly. It essentially means that the skills you have to operate in the cloud operate in space as well, which is kind of nice. And as I think I mentioned earlier on, you can schedule access to your AWS ground station antennas on a per minute basis and you pay only for the scheduled time. You can access any antenna in the ground station network and there are no long-term commitments. Now you can of course reserve time as well in, in a repeatable fashion or if you have uh, long-term needs, you can also get a reserved pricing model as well. But what's also nice is that you can book almost on demand, basically up to 15 minutes prior to schedule antenna times. You can book in your time and get access to it should that be available to you. So there's some great information in the blog post that uh, Jeff Barr has put together to give you more information. Again, this is one of those fascinating services that really change the perspective of how you can view the world. So uh, but if you feel the need even just to go to the AWS command line and type in something like AWS Ground Station List Satellites or Create Mission Profile or List Mission Profiles, uh, you can. <laughs> which is kind of nice. So uh, keep an eye on that service. As I mentioned, more ground stations will be coming on stream over the coming months. And uh, I hope you build something interesting. And if you do use this service, I'd love to hear about your story. As ever, we do love to get your feedback. AWS podcast at amazon.com. With your eyes to the skies, keep on building.